0: Hey what's going on guys, welcome to another episode of Trust Me I'm a Rapper, this is Matthias And I know it's been a few weeks since the last episode and I do apologize for that Uh, Hopefully that won't be the case in the upcoming weeks as I try to do this weekly as much as possible Um, Before we get into this episode, um, there's a couple of people I want to thank I want to thank my TJ family, Dro, Sho, um, Daquan And I also want to thank um, the people over at Waypoint Waypoint Cafe who consistently let us use um, their space in order for us to talk our debauchery. And this is why we can't have nice podcast, our flagship podcast for TGA. And um, their location is at 65 Ludlow Street in New York. It's a gaming cafe full of 30 PCs, ready to play some of your favorite, most popular titles like... um, Fortnite, I was about to say Far Cry, (laughs) um, Fortnite, it has, um, Overwatch, it has Tekken 7, and a bunch of other PC games that's normal for the community to just play, it's very cheap prices, very good food, very good coffee, some of the best baristas in town, and everyone should go to it, and I like to thank them again. And now, to kind of dive into this week's topic, I was kind of, like, in flux of what to talk about. And in which, uh, figuring, like, kind of being confused with what to talk about, I kind of figured it out when I seen a picture of Naz's album cover, um, Nasir, which is dropping tomorrow, or probably when this podcast hits everywhere, is probably going to be already out. Um, the whole way Kanye, Pusha, and Good Music have revolutionized the whole good friday movement is rather remarkable and amazing to me and i kind of want to take the time to review not only talk about the good fridays of past and present review the current albums and kind of be anticipated for the last two weeks of um of good of what's now good fridays and you know in and, and its spiritual predecessor so and and first things first, um, going to talk about the past now. and uh, and close in closing dates to Kanye West's one of Kanye West's best albums, which is an understatement to say the least. Um, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." Kanye West decided to roll out a bunch of consistently good tracks that. Hope, hope molded and shaped the way the album was made. Now, some of the tracks that were on the Good Friday playlist, such as "Devil with Devil in the Blue Dress" and "Devil in the Blue Dress" and not "Runaway Love." Um, um Jesus Christ, I hate when I like write the tracks down. I put my phone down and then I end up forgetting the the the, the fucking name of the track. <laughs> It was Devil in the Blue Dress and So Appalled. There we go. Devil in the Blue Dress and So Appalled was two of the tracks that made it onto the actual album. So technically, you could count those as singles. But in a way, no one really thought those were singles until they actually came about. And it almost every track on there was just hard-hitting. Looking for trouble had a a young J Cole's one of his one of his most prominent verses at the time. Chain heavy with with outstanding production from Q Tip, Lord Lord Lord. Personally, my favorite track with just Swiss beats, most deaf, Kanye, just all flowing together. With you know with the with the great Charlie Wilson in the background, just singing his heart out and. At the time, it was something that was that was just duplicated everywhere at the time, and it was amazing. It was an amazing, it was an amazing time. It was an amazing feat, and in a way, it was duplicated in a way too much. Like a lot of artists just started putting up, putting out tracks every week and every day. Not every week. Well, some artists put them out every day, but. Um there was some there was some great imitations of it. I feel like Big Crit had a great imitation with his twelve for twelve mixtape. I think every hour he put it he put out another track and once everything was all said and done he released twelve for twelve as a full length mixtape, which was great. Um Big Crit is another outstanding artist, especially in a rap game. There's also um there was Woo Wednesdays, uh, you could pretty much tell who what what that was for for Wu Tang, and there's other artists that decided just to take the take the notions of it. There's one that there's a few artists that did a track every year. I forgot the name of it, but on Two Doughboys that um they decided to um do a um a track every year, and it was amazing. And it it kind of shaped the way hip hop is now. It kind of kickstarted the way SoundCloud is today because people was constantly going on SoundCloud and YouTube and all these underground memes, memes, wild memes, underground means of extracting their single music compared to just getting them you know, waiting to download them illegally on various sites because sales were sales were good but sales wasn't as good as a good ten years ago. This is around 2010, this is where any and every album got leaked a good week or if you're lucky a few days to a day before your actual release of your album. But albums were getting leaked left and right um, sales were declining. Everyone and everywhere had like 50 million sites to get your music from. And then the the industry caught up and decided to release, you know, um stuff like Spotify and stuff like Apple Music and artists just got better with holding their music with their with the with the, with the help of the internet. You know, the internet now you can like work on your album and read, in a ridiculously last minute pacing because Connie was has shown to prove that with his last two albums, The Life of Pablo and Yay, which um, I both enjoyed, but I'll, I'll get to that later. As time progressed, everybody re- remotely thought that they didn't know how to deviate the next good fridays they thought they was going to receive good fridays again when kim kardashian and kanye dropped um real friends and then they dropped um no church in la and everyone everyone just remotely thought it was going to be um another thing of good fridays but kim um uh, kim rightfully you know it was it was a mistake you she like she didn't expect it to be a weekly thing um at least at least it's from i'm concerned she didn't expect it to be a weekly thing as no parties in l.a was the last song that was released and i believe it was released that sunday or monday or like a week later or something like that but even then those two tracks alone even though both of them were singles for the album which was the life of pablo took a life of in itself and a good a good fridays part two and just the overall hype of those tracks and the overall quality of those tracks that we know Kanye West is good for just etched him like etched the album in the buildup in stone with just this almost in foreseeable hype that no one can ever probably relinquish for Kanye. Kanye and like I said with a lot of imitations later I don't know if a good fridays would have been the same but this kind of is it Like earlier Earlier in the year when Kanye announced Pusha's album, Tiana Taylor's album His album, his album With Cuddy's and Nas's album it, Week after week after Week it just became it Like it's Good Fridays It's just another Good Fridays but instead of just Getting one song you're getting Seven tracks of just Pure Kanye On all these projects and this is something that i feel like will be duplicated again and is an amazing feat there's no consistently bad album so far on this list um with daytona daytona's production from kanye is the best that i've seen in the past five to ten years from kanye behind the boards it's weird it's like we know kanye west as this super producer the same in the same lights of Tim Timberland Swiss Beats DJ Premier Alchemist Pete Rock like these are like he's among them large professor another one I'm sorry if I skipped over any legends but it's it's becoming more it's he's becoming more and more of a rapper a stereotypical rapper at that compared to the Kanye that we all grew up with as a generation with the pro- just producing, just chopping samples, and from the samples to the to 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 the way he rhymed over them. It was not that many people sounding like Kanye at the time. There was not that many people being Kanye at the time because there wasn't anyone else to be Kanye West but Kanye West because Kanye West flooded the market, like he owned the majority of the mid two thousands, especially with. Especially with um, 2001's Jay Z's Blueprint album, when she produced almost the entirety of the album, it's th- that's just vintage Kanye. One of my again, one of my favorite produced beats of all time, more or less by Shine in 2004. Um, other tracks as such um, we the stuff he did with Slum Village, the stuff he did for Q-Tip, Child Rebel Soldier, the stuff he did with Pharrell, Pusha. Um, it, it just, it just, it just accumulated his legacy. And I'm sorry if there's music playing in the background. People just like playing music in my neighborhood. But anyway, to get back on topic, Kanye's new form of invincibility has became has become in this musical onslaught that he's been providing for the past few weeks. Now, Pusha T's album, to start with that, Daytona is a a mess of an album. As much as the album cover might be sensitive to some people, that being Whitney Houston's um, bathroom, and um, Kanye paying $85,000 for that, but I do feel like, in any sense of it, what I mean by mess is it perfectly fuses light, up-tempo, braggadocious raps, and then has it settle down to a grueling, dark medicine mood. It's like, in the way, like, you're feeling the effects of what cocaine does. If it's a high, then it's a low. The movie, um, the movie, the, the album starts off very high-pitched, With um If you know you know And it's just hard hitting Just over and over It's just You know You feel like you can play this record Just beating Downtown Miami Just cruising It's just one of those records And then You go Then you go to Tracks such as The games we play When he's trying to teach The young ones how to be As braggadocious as him But follow his lead And kind of do what he says Not what he does Or um and then tracks such as her piano kind of begin to shift the tone and then you have tracks such like baby come back as it gets very minimalistic and then you have tracks i'm trying to make sure i name all the tracks in proper order um after baby come back comes Santoria, and Santoria. Like, Hard Piano starts it Starts off this kind of transition Into This dark monotone And this This dark place That Daytona ends the album at But Santeria literally Flips it and keeps it there Because Comeback Baby Even though it's minimalistic You know, it's it's still somewhat upbeat It's like a final upbeat nod And then Santeria Finishes it and then you got What Will Meek Do very menacing beat and then one of my favorite track of the album Infrared not because he does Jake because that's literally my favorite track on the album it's just just so just disgusting and pushes lyrics like I said in the first episode the fact that this man's been rapping about cocaine the way he has for almost 20 years and for me not to be tired or annoyed by it is a feat within itself (laughs) And, but the, uh, it's honestly his best album It's, to me, in my opinion, Pusha's best album And I liked My Name Is My Name I feel like My Name Is My Name tried too hard to be mainstream Um, I also feel like with King Push Darkest Before Dawn There was some hit of miss tracks within that as well Like, I could've lived without, um, uh, more fame Um, not more famous to rich, um, Money Pussy Alcohol I could have dealt with, it. like, it was just some, like, two or tracks that were, like, two to three tracks that we could have, I could have lived without in order for it to be a classic, but Pusha's lyrics was never the problem, it was just how the album was orchestrated and formatted in order for it to really just proceed within itself, and the album is one of my favorites of the year, I constantly go back to it, even though it's been, like, only three weeks, but I constantly go back to it as is, because the album is just an amazing album to say the least. Now to go forward with the next album, which is Kanye's album, yay. Kanye's album is it's interesting to say the least, but at first listen, I gonna admit I really didn't like it. I was kind of in I was kinda of enraged at the track organization, which is something I felt like was a problem for Kanye for a while now. I feel like with, um, with the life of Pablo, I feel like if the album would have formatted itself from old Kanye to new Kanye or new Kanye to old Kanye, the album would have been a lot more cohesive, and the album would have been way better than what I thought it was. But I'm not saying it was a bad album, but it wasn't Kanye's best albums. I feel like this album suffers from the same, same atmosphere, the same atmospheric problem. It, it but. After more listens, I found myself going back to some of the tracks like I uh, Thought About Killing You. I go back to All Mine. I go back to... I, I don't go back to Ghost Town. I, when I first listened to Ghost Town, I felt like Ghost Town would have been better on the joint album. But then the joint album happened and there's Ghost Town 2 on it. But um, I feel like the tr- some of the tracks flowed better towards the end of the album compared to the beginning of the album. And the album really comes forth within itself When I wasn't when I wasn't trying to put a bias on it When I wasn't trying to put a bias on it The album kind of flowed together a little bit better for me And I was able to enjoy it more And now I, I, I go back to the album every now and then And I, I feel like it's not my personal favorite Kanye album My favorite Kanye album is Graduation But um As uh, May I digress with that Um I feel like this album is a great album for Kanye in this current time period, and hopefully Kanye will continue to grow and manifest into a better artist with his next album, whenever that album may come. And now we got, uh, now we got Kitsy Ghost from Kanye and Kid Cudi, who are named Kidzii Ghost. Um, this album felt like it was just, they, they recorded Ye and then they recorded this album a day after. I felt like that was that and the album flows just immensely way better than Ye. It was very, it was handcrafted and just shaped and molded into this, into this kind of, kind of cornerstone of what both artists are at this moment. You know, at, it, um, Watch the Throne is one of my favorite albums Off the fact that at that time Kay, um, Kanye and Jay-Z was able to flow together very well It was like just, you know You could have just picked them up in a pickup game And they drop 30 each and it will, they will be fine And that's just the type of chemistry that they have I feel like that type of chemistry would be Would fade as of now with Jay-Z with his with his last album 444, Kanye was kind of in a mess, and a great way for Kanye to make this joint album is to pick an artist that is in the same mental facility as him, and him choosing Kid Cudi was just masterful work by him, and him and the music him and Kid Cudi just made together was just amazing. It's amazing music. It it's you know not mind you I, I I I'm glad I didn't get. Now I'm glad. It's like I figure that it's amazing off more or less the sense of certain things I didn't get that I don't like from each artist as as two individuals. Now, mind you, I, when I first when, now the worry I got when I heard Kids See Ghost, I I thought it was gonna be 45 minutes of Kid Cudi humming and Kanye West crying on over, over auto tune, and I swear to God I would have broke my phone if that would have been the case. But they 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 both rap they both rap they both flow together in each sense of the word very well it was like a well-oiled machine it was like a baby that they both made and this is they're just staring at like the next Picasso or something like that so for them to make a group album like this or such short orders and have it flow like that like I haven't felt this good about a joint album since Ransom and Static Selector The proposal, which is a nut, which is a great album, which I recommend everybody go listen to if you want great, rugged lyrics mixed with you know boom bap type beats, which is Static Selector's forte and ransom hitting with hard hitting lyrics that he has been ever since I started listening to him back in middle school. Um, but yeah, Kitsy Ghost is another phenomenal album, and it's not it's second next to um, Daytona, but that's because I, my personal preference is Pusha T's type of rap over Kid Cudi and Kanye's type of rap, it's just, the album just flows very well, and I feel like Kanye producing is just, um, like, I, it's something that's just relieving for me, it's like all this, this, this aggravated stress and, mm, all this aggravated stress and this, this, this suppression of emotions. Is finally being bled out in the way that it should. Thus, now that is being let, let out in the way that it should. It, we're we're getting these. We're, we're getting this overall abundance of just greatly produced tracks to make the rapper's life easier. And that's what. Like, and that's the thing I, I, I always talk to about uh, artists with other people is just you know production is very important people like to you know rag on production sometimes where like the beats carry the artist and sometimes everybody wants to make trap beats and all that other nonsense now i try to as i grow to be my own hip-hop avid hip-hop listener excuse me i'm sorry i'm keep on burping on my podcast but um honestly with these type of environments when it comes to the rapper and the producer they need to be one. They need to be fused. I recommend more artists work with one producer. Like YG is young, and, and, um, young mustard. They, they just fuse together very well. I feel like um, Kanye and Cuddy, Kanye a lot of people work together very well. Um, Nas and Premier just work together very well. Which kind of well, which kind of brings me to my next topic. Which is Nas dropping his next, his new album His last album was Life Is Good I listened to it front to back the other day And I found myself enjoying it going back to some verses Going back to some songs that I had on repeat When it first came out Like A Queen Story, the second verse When he flipped it to the, wow I think it's Bach or Mozart Uh, Once he flipped into that It was just, his verse was just masterful on that And then it just just dives deeper and deeper into the album and while he's diving deeper and deeper into the album it it just forms a life of his own all the way up to the ending of the ending of the whole project and with this project it's more or less now he's just with kanye now it's nas and kanye never worked together it's not that it's just because they have um it's something that no one ever would have expected you know what i'm saying that's like young jeezy teaming up a premiere it's like wait what like a, a, a whole album of premiere it's like okay let's see how this works and i'm very much anticipating of this album i want this album to be Nas's best if the production if this is if Kanye's production is up to like up to par with Nas's lyrical ability, this album is going to be dangerous, very 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 dangerous. And I'm all here for the ride that's going to be this album. I'm all here for the ride that's going to be this album. And I'm all here for what can potentially happen in the future. Now to so get back into some of the other tracks, um some of the other topics I was talking about within this podcast with the imitations and stuff like that. I wanna know if other companies and other other labels are gonna do this. If they're gonna have enough balls to do this, because this is a very ballsy thing. A lot of these albums don't have no promotion, a lot of these albums don't have singles. A lot of these albums are just coming out as is, especially the last two albums. Actually, the last three albums. Um, Daytona didn't have any singles. Um, King. Um, now it has a single after the album comes out with If You Know, You Know. It was basically just watching every how everyone reacted to it and then going from there. You know, um, Kanye can probably pick a handful of songs that are getting popular now. Probably with Yikes and All Mine and probably Ghost Town can be. Um, singles that you can necessarily play on the radio, and um, it just slowly just gr- just grinds itself. The same. I don't know if um um probably the only single that I can see within Kids Have Ghosts. I mean Kids See Ghosts. I'm sorry. Would be Fourth Dimension, and it's it's one of those projects that's it's one of those things that I think. It would be crazy if we see like TDE do that. You know what I'm saying? You get you get a Scissor album, then you get a, a Isaiah Rashad album the next week, and then you get a Schoolboy Q album the following week, followed by Kendrick and J Rock, who who also drops his album tomorrow, which is going to be crazy. It me personally as a listener, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I think Kanye West will be imitated, this this, form, this formality of Good Friday will be imitated, I, I just don't know how good would it be and how much it will last, and that's the beauty of music, that's the beauty of watching your peers, watching someone that's excelled in this business be the artist that he is and the artist that we know he could be, it's crazy how Kanye West a month ago, was one of the most hated people in this country. Now Kanye West is a owner of probably three, at least three gold plaques within the next few weeks or so. On top of slowly trying to clear his name with the thing that he's good at the most, which is music and probably fashion. Is these ty- Is this type of redemption that people often? don't talk about cuz you always feel like this is sweeping his problems under the rug. I was watching a um interview with Ebro in the morning and he was just very upset about the album, not liking it, saying he didn't apologize for what he's done, for what he's done within the past few weeks and I can understand his sentiment 100%. There are some people that still didn't listen to the album. For instance, my own brother has not listened to the album. He probably doesn't even plan on listening to the album. There's a few people on my Instagram who've um, done the same, demonstrated the same protest. Now, personally, I I just I don't hold celebrities' merit over politicians over my own and that's one of the reasons why the main reason why I decided to continue to listen to Kanye as much as humanly possible it wasn't gonna stop me from not listening to this album was it gonna stop me from reviewing it and talking about it more maybe I'll talk about more of his albums in depth and maybe in another video or another podcast at some time but with with these with with these types of just formalities and just vulnerability that artists show nowadays, it, it's easy just to pinpoint the negative and not look at the positive, but when positive does happen, it's easy just to sweep the negative under the rug, and I guess that's where the hypocrisy of it all comes into play, but to get back on the topic at hand with this, um, the Good Fridays and the production, I hope that... Nas's album is amazing I hope that Tiana Taylor's album Is amazing And then allegedly This is not How The Prince album Coming out If How The Prince album Comes out Twice in Like Twice in two years I'll probably cry And I'm all for that I'm all for the future And I'm all for Everything possible In regards to Music And it's genre And I feel like If stuff like this Continues there's going to be nothing but good things along the way. Just trust me. I'm a rapper. And that should about do it for this episode. I think I kind of ranted on a little bit too much. I was kind of just stringing sentences together at a point. Um, at this person, at this point in time, I would like to thank all of you guys for listening. Whether it's on Anchor, iTunes, um, Pod, Podshare. There's a few others that I forgot to mention. Um, but also, I would like to let you guys know in regards to the podcast in the future. Now, this episode, along with the first episode, will be broadcasted on the TGA YouTube channel and the TGA Facebook channel on Wednesdays as a celebration of Woke Wednesdays, which is something that I just made up in celebration of the Passion. As Duck Passion appears at, um, begins to slowly crank out the promotion for his album, from crumb for the for crumb love thug passion i forgot the name of my own goddamn album for crumb love thug passion which is an album to a good friend of his that just graduated school and why not <laughs> um to give you some guys other news and feedback um episodes of this is why we can't have a nice podcast will continue as usual next week and there will there will be a lot more savagery to come in terms of these podcasts and in terms of these videos And I like to thank all of you guys again for listening. I like to thank Waypoint Cafe. I would like to thank my girlfriend Anna, my my mother, my brothers, everyone that supported me. And I am out later, guys.